Hello and welcome to the course. I'm your host today, Lee, and I'm speaking with Assistant Professor Yu Hao Ku from the Department of Statistics. He is also a member of the Committee on Computational and Applied Mathematics. Professor Ku is here to talk to us about his career path and how he became a University of Chicago professor. Professor Ku, welcome to the course. Thank you. I want to start by asking you about your career path. Can you give me a general overview of your college years all the way to becoming a professor at UChicago? I started my undergrad at University of Virginia, and now I was mechanical engineering major. And then I started to have a feeling that maybe I would like to study something that is uh, more uh, theoretical. So I start venturing into the field of uh, physics and mathematics. And uh, I, I somehow just like to uh, sit around and think a lot. That's how I ended up in uh, grad school doing a PhD. I, I've never put together thoughts of entering academia until like fourth year or fifth year in uh, during my PhD because I always thought that uh, um, probably not capable of entering academia because it's really cutthroat. But somehow uh, it ended up that way. Uh, I would say it's uh, it's not by, by planning. And you, how, how would you explain your research to someone who doesn't understand anything about it, just to a regular person? So what I do is I use uh, computational techniques to either simulate physical processes, usually at a microscopic scale, or uh, or uh, I use uh, experimental data to reconstruct certain uh, uh, phenomena at a microscopic scale. One example is uh, I like to study molecule a lot. So a lot of my focus is using computational technique either to extract the structure of a molecule from data or try to use computational technique to simulate the physical laws that govern the physical process at a microscopic level. Yuhao, I want to ask you a little bit about what you were like when you were younger. Can you tell me about what you were like as a student during your middle and high school years? During the middle or high school year, actually, I originally come from Malaysia. And then uh, during middle school, I moved to uh, China because uh, my parents, uh, they they move. So uh, I kind of uh, get unplugged from a familiar uh, environment. So I wasn't doing very well in school, so I just uh, play a lot of uh, video games. Like I play a lot of like uh, Warcraft Three, Counter Strike, and uh, play a lot of sports until I reach uh, college. But then I guess uh, this is something I mentioned before. I find like somehow the challenge that in physics or math posed to me it uh, seems more exciting uh, than uh, playing games. So that's why I started to venture into uh, this this area. And I and I think one thing that's very important during my college life is uh, I I become uh, less uh, outgoing and uh, I kind of like spend a lot of time uh, in my room thinking about just things thing that has to do with somehow uh, my religious belief and I become a Christian as an undergrad and let that somehow lead me to be more introspective about about things yeah. And before college, did you have any idea what you wanted to be when you grew up? I think since young, I always kind of wanted to be a zoologist for, for some reason. Like I really like animals and I just really like to study everything about about different kinds of animals, like about their habits and, and everything. 
but I, I think it's really until uh, until somewhere close to college, I, I start to find that yeah, like an uh, excitement from uh, abstract thinking. Yeah. And you, how I think a lot of people listening to this might feel a little less intimidated by hearing that you weren't necessarily the best student and you were someone who liked to play video games. I think people have this perception of professors as, you know, almost otherworldly, as super smart and people that have always been great students. But it sounds like that wasn't wasn't the case for you. It's something that you came to later on in your academic career. Is that right? Yeah, that's, I would say, very late, probably almost towards the end of my PhD. I started to feel that this is something I, that, that really gives me passion and, and I'm somewhat good at it. Yeah. And was there any particular person in your life who supported you and helped you overcome any challenges that came your way as you were pursuing a profession in academia? I think in academia, well, first and foremost, my parents are pretty unconventional that they kind of uh, let me do whatever I want to do. When I say unconventional, I mean, uh, well, conditioning on uh, parents back in Asia that they usually tend to have more say on uh, the career path of their kids. But my parents are really uh, freestyle. They let me do whatever I like to do. Although my, my dad kind of hoped that I go into some finance related sector when I graduated from undergrad. But I told him, well, I wanted to do physics. So he just kind of laughed a little bit and then say that, well, if you are smart enough, well, why don't you go ahead? So my parents uh, have been uh, uh, very supportive and uh, trust my pursuit all the time. Although it sounds a little bit crazy sometimes. I think the most important person definitely has been my uh, advisors at uh, different stages of my life. My, my undergrad advisor, Gordon Cates, who really helped me to get into a a uh, very good graduate program who, who because uh, the first year when I applied to grad school, I got rejected almost everywhere, possibly due to the 2008 crisis in stock market. So so then the next round, he really spent a lot of energy in pushing me uh, to a very good place. Then uh, my PhD advisor, I think, yeah, Amon Singer, he, he was also very influential and uh, able to place me very well when I was uh, for my postdoc position. Then again, uh, again, uh, my postdoc mentor does the same thing. So Lexing Ying, he, he managed to place me to a very good at U Chicago for my faculty position. I'm really grateful to them. They teach me uh, these advisors. They really teach me uh, many different aspects on, from like how to conduct research and uh, how to f- have a vision about a research program. And 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 they are just uh, kind people and want their students to succeed. And uh, sometimes I find it difficult to say uh, this as an academic, but uh, as I mentioned, I, I mean, uh, um, my religious faith has, uh, has I know, has uh, vividly uh, led me uh, on this path in my time, uh, in my quiet time with God. Yeah. How do you think religion has helped you find your purpose or find this particular career path for yourself? Well, I think to me, my journey as a Christian is uh, uh, more like a humbling experience. I think uh, what I get out the most is that there are many things in life, uh, especially uh, my path towards uh, academia, is really something that is uh, not dependent on me, but uh, everything is uh, in, in the control of God and uh, really is not about me. It's uh, there's. If it's just because of me, there's no way I can achieve whatever whatever achievement I, I, I had. And and 
she puts a lot of people around me and and uh, really a lot of that happened it's really just it is it has really little to do with uh, my own uh effort or my aptitude or anything like that that has to be a really helpful perspective in a field that's filled with so many egos and where i imagine as you said earlier in our conversation is pretty cutthroat yes it is a very indeed a very cutthroat field and sometimes i do need a lot of quiet time in order to uh pacify my thoughts from from joining the well joining the competition <laughs> too fiercely yeah. and you how why did you decide to become an academic and why specifically in the realm of statistics and computational and applied mathematics? I entered this field. Well, again, it's uh, it's almost a little bit uh, random, I'll say. I started my grad school in physics, in experimental physics. However, I, I started to find that experimental physics is not what I used to think about physics because when I was undergrad, I learned physics from textbook and the theories are beautiful. But then when I started my, my, my grad school in experimental physics, uh, the day-to-day uh, job is really different from uh, the type of experience you get from reading a physics textbook. A lot of times I just, I'm just doing like a plumber work, fixing, fixing some pipe and, or like uh, just uh, trying to, uh, uh, wire some circuit board. And on a day-to-day basis, there are very little physics involved. So after two years of my grad school, I decided to, hey, maybe I want to do something that is uh, that is more directly related to like the theory that I learned in book. So so then I decided to uh, change to, uh, well, start to switch gear a little bit. And then uh, that's how I ended up in uh, doing a computational math uh, for a physical sciences problem. What in general inspires you about the type of work and research that you do? What about this field is so compelling? In computational math, there are many types of application. Basically, one can apply computation to almost everything. There are people doing uh, computational this, computational that. And my focus is uh, really on uh, computational problems associated with structure and dynamics of a molecule uh, or even at the level of uh, electronic structure. What I really, what really inspired me about this field is that the results and the equations that you are computing about is more eternal than other, other, than other types of equations. For example, there, there might be equations about, let's say, let's just give an example, weather, but this is, this type of equations are based on a lot of time are temporary, are based on the convenience for modeling. But then I think equations in physics really makes me feel like there's something uh, long lasting and everything I compute about it is, uh, I have a feeling that, I mean, I'm still far away, but every time I compute something out of it, I felt like touching something very close to the truth. But well, although I know I'm very far, but that, that that's a feeling I get. And you, how do you have any personal goals for yourself that you feel comfortable sharing? Any professional things that you aspire to do? I would say really not. I just hope that I can enjoy the most out of it. To be fair, the the part of the job that I find it most enjoyable is that I I get to read about anything I like to read, and I get to uh, work out anything I like to work on. I think uh, that's the part I like the most out of this job. And, and I just hope that it, it will stay the way it is. But as a assistant professor or like a faculty member, 
there are many other obligations. So I just, uh, well, I hope that wouldn't uh, cut out too much of, of the joy from just uh, doing research. What are the most fun parts of your job as an assistant professor? Being able to solve problems is very gratifying. And uh, being able to read textbooks and papers, these are all very gratifying. And I get to do that on a daily basis. And I find that if I successfully advise a student, that's uh, also very gratifying in the sense that my advice actually work for the particular student, whether it's uh, career-wise or life-wise or uh, academic-wise. I-, I think that uh, gives him a lot of joy. And then you have, what are some of the things about your job that you don't love? There are a few. I think the, I, I think the main thing about uh, being a uh, a uh, faculty member is that a lot of time you are like running a startup. Uh, you are trying to bring the fund and uh, manage the manage the students, give it by giving them advice and monitor their progress. And in order, so that's in order, well, in order for your group to function uh, properly. I, I think uh, this part of the job requires a lot of management skill. A lot of uh, skills that might not be directly related to the research, but they are consequential in the research. So I think uh, these are the part of the job that I don't enjoy a lot, but I kind of have to do it. Basically, uh, being being a manager and uh, and and try to run the group in an organized way. Yeah. And then you, how what would your advice be for people who are considering entering your field? I think the most important thing for me is to really make sure there's some passion for it. Otherwise, the competition is rather cutthroat. And uh, the success rate in the sense that getting a faculty position is not very high. This is a piece of advice my undergrad advisor used to uh, give me. My undergrad advisor, Gordon Cates, he told me I have to be able to maintain, be happy no matter like what I what I get out of it. So it's with a high chance it's once going to fail and you just have to be happy and satisfied with whatever you're doing. And Yuhao, I know that you grew up and went to high school in China and Hong Kong and Malaysia. Do you think coming to the U.S. with that international perspective has benefited your career and your work in any way? Well, on the practical side, it definitely helps that for me, it's helpful for me to uh, communicate with the students coming from Asian countries because, well, nowadays instead, the, the Asian population is just uh, very high. So that has been uh, very helpful in terms of understanding their mindset. And also uh, maybe I can have form a, a closer uh, bond with them. So in that sense, uh, that's, uh, that's helpful. Also, it really helps to put things into perspective. Because sometimes you, you, students from different places, they are like uh, differently prepared. Their academic preparations are different if they come from different countries. So my experience helped me to understand these differences and uh, be more understanding about it. What is the most gratifying thing about your job? I think being able to solve problems on a daily basis is very gratifying. That's one thing that I really fall back on. Whenever I feel stressed and whenever I feel unhappy about things, and then uh, then uh, I start thinking about the problem I've been thinking, and then uh, this other uh, nonsense just tend to go away. I've been speaking with Assistant Professor Yu Hao Ku. 
Professor, thank you for your time. And course takers, if you enjoyed listening to today's interview, please check out the other ones. You can find out more about the University of Chicago through uchicago.edu or the university's campus in Hong Kong through uchicago.hk.